Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing. This is the second attempt we're doing to record this intro because we've done it once already. And then Chris went, I've just turned my microphone off. <laughs> I asked him why and he said, I've no idea. That intro was going really well as well, wasn't this it? This is the sort of <laughs> shit that I have to deal with. Um, hi, thanks listeners. Um, I can't remember what we said last time. Should we go straight into it? This is impressive, here? isn't it? See, you blew your load on your first attempt at recording it, but yeah. you'd already turned your mic off. Um, so, before we do anything, let me introduce who this week's guest is going to be. Um, we're going to do some little thank yous oh, yes. to the people that bring this podcast to you, aside from Christopher and myself. 76, our audio producer. Um, not only does he do this and he does the Patreon joints, he also makes hip-hop beats and does nice collabs with uh, other MCs, especially from overseas. And he's got some really cool stuff uh, in the pipeline um, that I've he's, heard. He's always tagged on all our social media posts, so... Um, Go and follow him, and you can hear them beats. And he loves to chat. He's a really lovely fella. And um, yeah, give him a like and a share and and say hello. And talking about lovely fellas, someone who isn't a lovely fella, Brad Acton. Brad Acton, the he, lunk, the lunkhead. Yeah, he's just a big meaty helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, Some people like that. Stu. I know, I know. Um, but Brad has puts together all the video content um, for us. Um, as does um, we should shout him more, John Harris. Um, John Harris. John, John does all the video work for the Distraction Pieces Network. Yeah. So when you see the little videos with the, the text appearing on um, Pips and Susie's and Jim's and Jason's, um, that's um, John Harris. Thank so, you, John. Yep. Cheers, John. Love him. Um, does his own podcast, uh, yes. Dream Factory, Dream which is Factory. fucking wicked. Him and John. And we actually sp- we, we featured on that. Yep. There's an episode of, uh, of that featuring me and you. Yeah. Fun yeah. Kirk is all yep. I'm going to say. Yep. Go and check that shit out. Yeah, you done well there, mate. Um, <sighs> Thank you. And yep, thanks to all those guys on the Distraction Pieces Network. And if you haven't checked it out already... Um, there's, a new, there's a new few ones. Super handsome guy, um, Brett Goldstein, has a podcast on there. Um, go and give it a little listen. He's um, a former guest of Distraction Pieces and a former guest of Hardcore Listing. Films to be buried with. Yep, films to be buried with by Brett Goldstein. Go give it a listen, Anyway, today's guest. Talking to handsome guys, today's guest. Rick Edwards. He's a handsome man. Handsome. Is he the most handsome guest we've had? Yes. After my co-host. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. We met um, 
Hoxton Square Bar and Kitchen, I believe. We did. It was at the uh, at the Hoxton Square, which we should with, say yeah. thank you very much to those yeah. guys for consistently letting us use their venue, mm-hmm. um, and they also let us use their other venue, the Queen of Hoxton, yeah. um, to record our podcast. And we've also used their other venue, the Book Club in Shoreditch. Yeah. So let's give them a little bit of love. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. The whole mothership um, group. Yeah, because um, that's obviously the home of where me, you, Scroobius Pip do our event. We are lizards at the book club. So, um, yep, thanks to those guys. But should we just get on with it? Rick, you're absolute gent. We'll let you introduce your top five. Yeah. You handsome bastard, you. Peace. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. We are live. We are. Well, we're not really live. As no. Such, it's not going out. We're live. alive. Yeah, we're alive. We're alive and kicking and we're at the Hoxton Square Bar and Kitchen again. Um, thank you to those guys for letting us record here in yes. their, uh, their kind of little restauranty bar thing on the side. The Green Room, that's what it's called. Um, so we're here with our special guest today. Indeed, would you like to introduce? Yes, I do. Uh, it's Rick Edwards. Hello. I was sort of waiting. I wanted to say something. I thought <laughs> I've got to wait until I'm introduced, otherwise it sounds terrible. Not, not um, all guests. What were you going to say? That polite, Rick. Some just get. I was just going to say there. I'd never been in this bit before. Yeah. No. I didn't even know this existed. I thought this was a separate building. Yeah. But it's it isn't. Here. Very much part of it. Part of it. Although um, I've never been here on a night out that I can recall, like this, this annex anyway. Because it used to be a restaurant like, as part of that next door. Because when we done the live show, the first one, we'd done it in the live room there. Yeah. And a lot of people come in here and had eat oh, beforehand. Did yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll do that next time. We just well, it's not a restaurant <laughs> anymore, so it's probably not No, but you oh, maybe okay. really bring like a packed lunch or something. <laughs> well, you had the hot wings from the, the thing, didn't you? And cool. really, really yeah. fucked yourself if, up if, on that. If you've got an enemy, Rick, bring them here and buy them a uh, Viper sauce mm. buffalo wing. And they this is the sort of advertising gone. they're probably hoping for, isn't it? <laughs> Saying, <laughs> but honestly, bring, him, bring someone you don't like here. The food is disgusting. <laughs> so hot. <laughs> It's unbearable. <laughs> the thing is, as much as they've got pots of that sauce, they have more mini milks, don't they? Because they yeah. just kind of hand out mini milks uh, to idiots that think they can tough Han- it out. handle it. What was I, was I was a man down for what twenty minutes? Would you I say? was literally pissing my pants at you for about five minutes, and I just thought, actually, <laughs> he's not yeah. in a good then way. Then you start yeah. feeling sorry for me. Yeah. It's like pump well, my it was, wasn't so much that. It was about ten minutes before our guest was getting it recorded, and you couldn't talk, could you? No, that's a problem. Yeah, really couldn't. I, I was think, in and a I can't way. do it on my own. And then we gave one to our guests. So um, yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's a good idea. Yeah, change. How many um, how many mini milks did you get through? I I think I did one. I think I did I have one or two. I, it's they all gave the blur you two. For me, they mate, gave yeah. you two. It was quite warm in there, so I. Had <laughs> 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 I, couldn't, I couldn't see anything. I didn't know what was going oh, on. I'm really worried about him. <laughs> oh, mini milk. Strawberry <laughs> 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 ones. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, I'll look after that for you. Yeah. Let me hold that one while you. Well, look, Rick. Before. We announce, or you announce what your top five is going to be yeah. for this one. Mm. You also considered another option, which you didn't go for, which yes, was... Yes, I did, yeah. Um, top five action films. It's a fucking good choice. And weirdly, no one's well, hit I, us with that yet. No. I, I was tentative about it, because I sort of thought, oh, someone's probably yeah. done that. Um, and I have a very specific relationship with action films, which is, A, I love them. <laughs> yeah, sure. And B... That if I just have 
Like, even like 15 minutes, and I just want to have a bit of downtime. Right. I'll just watch a bit of an action film. So I've watched, and and pretty much any action film will just calm me down, (laughs) and I'll just get into a very happy place, and then and then I'll go off and do whatever whatever I've got to do. Yeah. And so I've seen a lot of action films, and also a lot of um, just snippets of action films, like 15 minute um, bits. Um, and I really don't even particularly care about the quality of them. <laughs> it's just something about the genre. Yeah. So your um, fifteen-minute snippets. Yeah. If you watch like fifteen minutes one day, then you're having a, a, a you know a rough day a couple of days later, and mm-hmm. you need fifteen minutes of action. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, do you do the following on of the fifteen minutes from the previous mm. one? That, that would make more sense. Sure. But weirdly, not necessarily. No. Right. I will, if I if I'm enjoying the the film, then I then sure. But often I'll just... It's kind of lucky dip, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, See who, who you fancy on the day. It might, yeah. be, a, it might be a bit of a Bruce Willis day. Yeah. It, might, it, might, it might be it a Van Damme. Ex- so it this, might be, this was going to be my yeah. next question. So if you would, you was going to go with that, <laughs> mm. would you have gone sort of decade-specific? or Because when I think action films, instantly yeah. I think 80s. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's the classic era mm. for it, when you've got all of your, your big hitters. Um, <laughs> so... Schwarzenegger, yeah, yeah. Stallone, Definitely. Van Damme, Willis, Lundgren, Willis, yep. um, Norris. I mean, Norris is slightly Seagal. Yeah. Seagal's a little bit later. I've got yeah. a lot of time for Seagal. Mm-hmm. I know mean, he's, he's slightly <laughs> both, um, both in his personal life. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, I could uh, do a podcast on just the bollocks uh, that comes out of Seagal's yeah. mouth. So yeah, I I got sort of borderline obsessed with Seagal for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is an absolute <laughs> lunatic. Yeah. But also. Absolutely nails. Yeah. Properly, yeah. properly nails. Yeah. Um, Incredible hair. Incredible yeah. hair. Yeah. I mean, the whole look now. Yeah. Solid. Is um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a man who's got plenty of money and yeah. no one who's saying to him, no, uh, Stephen. <laughs> now then, this kimono. <laughs> Always used to see him, and, uh, like, it, like, like we like UFC, don't we? And you yeah. always see him like when Anderson Silva used to fight. He's always lurking in the back, and then when he knocked out uh, Belfort with a front kick, Steve Seagal was like, "I taught him that front kick." I mean, so oh, fuck off, mate. That's arguably, like day one karate. <laughs> arguably the greatest MMA fighter of all time. One of his most highlight real knockouts. Seagal, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's you me. showed him how to kick forwards. <laughs> it's hardly, uh, yeah. All right, Rick. Well. What have you actually decided to go for for your? Uh, I've your top actually five? gone for um, top five most sort of mind-blowing science stories. So mental stuff from science, yes. which is quite broad, mm. um, and I found it quite hard to narrow it down. And I could have picked twenty easily, but I have picked um, five. What, one of them is a is a bit um, silly, but it just sort of makes me chuckle. Um, yeah. What, was, the, what was your criteria of, of your five? What did you kind of sort of thin it out? Was there any rules? So I just went for the ones that I think have the, the kind of the wow factor and the thing where when you first tell someone or when I was first explained it, you just go, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. That can't be right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, then, and then the ones that have really kind of stayed with me. And then, and then there's there's one that's sort of quite recent as well. Yeah. Um, that recently made me, and and so I I, I do a science podcast with, with my mate who's like a proper scientist, and uh, we 
when sort of interesting science stories come out, we always like text each other. And, and so one of these stories was quite recent, and we were just sort of, um, yeah, on the text. Um, just been like, well, I don't, I mean, I just don't understand how that can possibly be working. <laughs> um, surely that's made up, <laughs> but apparently not. Um, so, yeah, that's my... When I saw your top five, um, I was blown away. There's, there's certainly one in there that we'll discuss that, f like, when me and a friend sort of discussed this back at uni, it was just, it was never-ending. Every day we'd start up a new mm. set of concepts. Yeah. And it would just go on forever. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I guess doing uh, science-ish, you just come across all this stuff yeah. quite a lot, mate, really. Yeah. And, and also, I've just always um, I've just always loved science. Um, I did it at uni, and I've sort of read The New Scientist and sort of watched science on... You know, science is really good on YouTube, actually. Much better, I, I think, than it is on, on telly. Like, I find telly science quite dull like I don't know it's just quite sort of prosaic and a bit lectury and kind of loses a lot of the fun and, and and excitement for me anyway yeah um, <coughs> whereas on YouTube excuse me <coughs> just um, choking with excitement um, on, on YouTube there's there's a load of um, like science vloggers who do great stuff really really well and retain the kind of enthusiasm um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of a voracious consumer of, of science um, and kind of the latest developments, I guess. I feel like YouTube is a whole... It's just its own thing now, isn't it? Beyond te television. Mm. I can watch I can watch hours worth of YouTube. I don't yeah. watch TV now. I no. really don't. I watch Netflix or I watch things like YouTube and yeah. find different things. Like there was a science guy that I was introduced to, strangely, about a week ago. He's a young lad. He does science but science in the bath. Matthew yeah. Shrebman. Shrebman. Yeah. Sorry if I'm pronouncing your not right, name wrong, mate. But he just does these 10-minute little blasts of science which are really fun yeah. and again it's I'm just like wow I didn't know that it's just mind boggling stuff and yeah in TV I think they've got to fill say 30 minutes every time mm. and whereas sometimes that might mean that they start putting filler in there and, yeah. and whatnot. but in YouTube you can if it's 10 minutes it's 10 minutes if it's an hour it's an hour you know can I be think that's right but also it's a kind of there's an attitude difference as well somehow I think mm. um, so, so that guy actually he did a he did a TED talk at an event that I hosted. Um, oh yeah, and, right. and brought his bath on yeah. to the yeah, stage. Yeah, I watched that today, um, and it was really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you kind of think oh, TV commissioners somehow aren't going to go for that, even though it's a really neat, fun little little idea because it doesn't feel I don't know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel serious enough, even though mm. he talks about quite you know high level science. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd love it. I'd love just sitting. If I'm not watching um, 15 minutes of an action film, if you're not I'll go down. Um, if I'm not watching Bloodsport um, <laughs> or um, Amazing. or Red Heat, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Red, Red Heat, I don't think would have got in there. But I mean, it's obviously great. Um, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I'll, I'll just sort of go down that YouTube rabbit hole where sure. you just sort of spend yeah. just clicking through, clicking through, clicking yeah. through, yeah. and suddenly you're like, I've done three hours here, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I've, I was I've loved every up. minute of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to get up and do something today, but now, no need. <laughs> I've achieved something. <laughs> I feel like I've learned something, but yeah. <clears throat> so shall we, shall we do, do it? Shall we start? Yeah. So, so, so are they in an order yeah. of like, sort of not crazy from five down to craziest? Actually, no, they're not really. Um, 
Maybe I should have done that. That would have been better, wouldn't it? Hang on, let, let me just see if I can put them in, <laughs> in an order. If you've, got, if you've got one that you feel is like, um, oh, and someone's phone's there gone off. Go. Stu. I wonder whose phone that was. I've been quite good recently. Well, no, it went off last Wednesday when we were doing it. That's why I said quite good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you need to get that? Or? No, it's fine. Oh, it's okay. it's, uh, okay. it's uh, my friend from, from last night. We had a barbecue on his farm, so I don't know if what animals have gone missing, but <laughs> I'll answer that later. And what photos he sent through to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, hmm. no, I don't know if I can put... Is, is that a problem if no, I can't put it in an order? We're going to cancel this yeah. now. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry to have let you down, guys. <laughs> oh, let's go straight yeah. on to action heroes. Thank you. Thank you for the... Um, Thank you for the lime and soda. And, uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> what do you want to start with then, Rick? Um, I think I'm going to start with um, a type of fungus. So yeah. you start thinking, well, fungus, never going to be that exciting, <laughs> is it? However, um, this is a type of fungus that takes over ants. Um, and there's, there's a few of these um, uh, fungi around. Um, and each... Um, specific type of fungus takes over a specific ant so it infects the ant and then effectively acts like a puppet master so an ant will just be going about its business walking along the, um, the, the forest floor a spore fungal spore will infect it break through the ants exoskeleton and then gradually um, take over its mind so that it it is like a sort of automaton that will then just like like a zombie ant go up to the, a leaf at the right level exactly the right level so like 25 centimeters above the ground or whatever um, for the for the fungus to grow it then grows the fungus then eventually kills the ant and then th and then throws this sort of stroma out of the ant's head this big protrusion that then fires out more spores that then infect more ants and so you've got this kind of th this absolutely insane situation where a fungus that has no brain it's just a it's a parasite is able to take over the mind of an ant get it to do exactly what it wants and then kill it and then repeat the cycle um that in itself i, I just find it, it, it extraordinary from, from an evolutionary yeah. perspective that that can happen and that a fungus can take over another animal's mind and then use it exactly how it wants to use it just ants um, just just ants yeah you're, you're safe yeah 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 what's that coming out yes Jim? Yeah. how are we all so cool about this <laughs> <laughs> we need to get home <laughs> there's another there is a parasite that um is associated with cats called toxoplasmigondi or something from memory um that uh apparently kind of makes mice less fearful so that it, it acts with the cat um, to make mice not run away. Um, and they wow. think that that can... And it's the, the science is slightly contentious, but they think that that might be able to infect humans and that it might have a similar effect, meaning that cats, and I, I'm a cat person, mm. but cats might be... Um, sort of exerting a form of um, parasitic mind control over, over their us. owners, right. yeah, to make us more docile, <laughs> which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but these, 
but, but that, that's working in a slightly different way. But the, when, when scientists were looking at these, um, th this fungus and their relationship with these ants, these zombie ants that they're turning yeah. into, they're like, okay, so somehow um, this fungus is taking over the ant's brain. Um, but they had no idea how. And then they did some quite sort of sophisticated um, tests using like an electron scanning microscope and saw that actually the fungus doesn't take over the brain at all. It just sort of takes over the, the, the muscles or the sort of muscle equivalent in, in the ant. So it's acting like, literally like a, a puppet. puppet master. Wow. So the only so the bit ant of even the, knows. So the ant, exactly, exactly that. The ant basically knows what is going on, but it has no control. So it's like being zombified, yeah. but except for your head. So yeah. you're sort of wondering, like Even thinking, worse. why am I climbing up this tree? And why can't I stop it? Um, I mean, like many Friday nights I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know that, that feeling, yeah. <laughs> but not normally due to a, a, a fungal <laughs> parasite. Um, yeah, it's absolutely... Um, it's absolutely bonkers. Um, and particularly is, this, is this in the UK, this, this fungus? No, so there's, uh, I think there's a lot in South America. So there's one in, uh, in Brazil. There's another one, I think, in Japan, all targeting different, different species of yeah. ant, but working in a very similar way. But from an evolutionary perspective, it's mad because the fungus obviously can't think. <coughs> and yet it somehow knows or has figured out a way of controlling the muscles of an ant to take it up a tree and then get it to lock onto a leaf with its jaws and then kill it. And it's also slowly, like, effectively eating its internal organs, yeah. but not the ones that are vital. So yeah. it's managing to, like, just eat the bits that it can eat without killing it until it wants to kill it. Yeah, just that how that works in evolution like what, what was the process of trial and error yeah. to get something that actually behaves in that way it gives you an idea of just how quite long these things must take to develop yeah. and and to, to be successful and how does the how does that <coughs> spore know the locate how where it is in terms mm. of location to mm. get it up if it hasn't got eyes and ears how is it locating to know that it's in that perfect um, position in order to, you know, spread throughout the rest of the ant's body. It's, it's, it's a really it's good brilliant. sort of illustration of the power of evolution yeah. and natural selection. Because the thing that, mm. that I think we struggle to get our heads around is that evolution has no direction. Like, there's not... It's not that the... So, in, in any case, in any evolved species, at no point has it looked at a situation and thought, ah... What would be handy here is if I had stripes mm. and then I'd be mm. better camouflaged. Mm. That doesn't happen. No. It's just it's just chance mutations, and then the the force of natural selection and evolution. It's incredibly powerful. Then kind of does what it does, and so you end up with these solutions to problems that are insanely complicated, yeah. but have come with no sort of intelligent assessment. No, no conscious no, decision. Yeah, no and, conscious and utterly, decision and utterly amoral as well. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, that, that what it's pragmatic. doing is, is absolutely, for, from us, with humans and our notions of what is good and bad mm. that we've, we've created, obviously, ourselves, that's pretty gross, mm. what, what, that, what that fungus is doing. But obviously, mm. as you say, this is not a, a matter of, you know, whether it's good or bad. It's a notion of just trial and error. Mm. And I'm in existence, and I can exist, and I can continue to exist, through this this behaviour. Yeah. And there's loads of ants. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can make us. Yeah, there's loads of. There's them. yeah, there is upward. There Plenty is upwards of, of a thousand. I think they've got now. They've tracked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've all got little trackers on them, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> and they're doing fine. Leads <laughs> to your next mad science thing. <laughs> and trackers. <laughs> the guy who invented it. <laughs> oh, that's scary. Mm. Well, that's straight in with a bang, pretty much, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, are there any animals that boggle that was, your mind? That was that was the one that when you sent the list over. I just said to my missus, I went, this fun guy that controls minds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and she showed you a little bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, like, you better behave yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to cut that long tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you get back. And you know, just one, one more thing as well, um, is that, and I, I don't really quite understand, well, arguably I don't quite understand any of it, but um, they... The fungus has managed to. There's evidence it's sort of responded to climate change as well. So where at one point um, it was getting the ants to grip onto leaves at the right height, yeah. um, due to some sort of climatic changes, the leaves are, leaves are dropping off earlier, or they're growing at a different height or whatever. So now it's got it's changed and it's making the ant grip onto just a twig, um, which is a harder thing to do because it can't quite grip on so it's make it sort of wrap its legs around wow. the um, um and, and sort of fold them over on the twig and it seems to be able to almost choose when is the right time to do that so if there are leaves it'll just do it'll just go for the leaves and if there's just twigs it'll do the twigs but again you're like but but the fungus can't the fungus doesn't know about yeah. any of this stuff no. and it can't yet, stop buying beef basically yeah. <laughs> That's mad that it can it can detect that, mm. and that and, and we said like um, talking about notions of time and how long it takes to to evolve. Actually, climate change in how it's been going recently has been quite. We've been doing a really good job of it, haven't we? Really. Mm. So for for other animals to sort of respond to that in such a fashion so quickly is a spore doing that. It's yeah. pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, there's classic examples of really like the one that people often um, give as a sort of um, explanation of a how evolution works and, and B, how it can be quite quick is those moths in the Industrial Revolution. Right, um, so there was a, a type of moth in, in the UK and uh, it, it was white and it used to um, sit mainly like hang out on silver birch trees with okay. the, they have the sort of white bark. Yep. So yeah, it's quite yeah, well yeah. camouflaged. In the Industrial Revolution, suddenly you've got all this soot in the air and the bark of the trees started to go black um, meaning that the what the moths stood out yeah. horribly on these trees mm -hmm. and were just getting devoured by by birds, so mm -hmm. like sitting ducks, really. Yeah. Couple of mutations, so that you've got literally like the black sheep yeah. of of the moth, and they survive, and that population explodes, and and that moth became a black moth, and and it and it stopped getting eaten because the evolutionary pressure mm. meant that it was much better adapted now after mm. a after a really quite quick change That's but you can see that previously if it had, if you had had a black moth it's just going to get eaten because yep. it's yeah. sitting on a white tree yeah um, so what happened after the industrial revolution did the black moth just get eaten when all the birch trees went back to being white that is a good <laughs> question someone but someone must <laughs> know must <laughs> <they>? hopefully <laughs> there was one yeah. one white moth yeah yeah i mean <laughs> you'd assume it would just reverse the family, <laughs> yeah. yeah and then yeah. eventually all how genetic diversity yeah because yeah. if you know that's again a, a, a good reason to have that yeah mm. that you know it might prove to be useless in 
for you know for a hundred years. Yeah. But then yeah, turns out being a white moth was the or the black moth was the right way to go. There you go. Yeah, it feels like that was nearly quite a good. Um, idiom, the kind of thing you get printed on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's good to be the white moth. Keep an eye out for our hardcore listing shirts. <laughs> With quotes Should we do Rick. number four, mate? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Uh, yes, okay. Um, so, this is... Um, well, there's a little bit of uh, evolution in, in mm-hmm. here. This is the fact that it's quite likely um, that aliens will look like us. Okay. I've got, so, I've, got my, I've got my own weird thoughts about this. So okay, well, on, I look forward away. to hearing them. <laughs> so, the, there's a sort of... I think when we all watched things like Star Trek and Star Wars yeah. and, and, and sci-fis, and you'd see sure. all of the aliens would be kind of humanoid, yeah, and they'd be like, well, that's kind of... Um, that's a bit budget, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And they've just done it because they haven't got the money to have, you know, like yeah. a floating octopus or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, easier just to have a fella just just paint him a different colour. And, <laughs> and put an octopus uh, on his yeah. face. <laughs> and then yeah. there you go. Um, but if you really look at um, how life evolves, and again, if you look at evolution and, and, and natural selection, and you go through the things that you think an alien is going to... So we're talk- if we're talking about an alien that is technologically advanced enough to um, to somehow make contact mm. with us, which I guess we are. Um, well, we are, because I'm saying we are. <laughs> um, then there's, there's a few things that you, that you know. It's going to have a... And, and one other thing, let's assume it's carbon-based, so it's, it's like life as we know yeah. it, because we're incredibly bad about... Uh, at figuring out life as we as we don't, don't obviously know it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> because it just like it could be anything, um, and 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 it's and it's, you know, it's fairly reasonable to say that in all the billions of planets out there, there are going to be, if there is going to be life, it'll be carbon based because carbon is just the best thing to for various sort of slightly boring scientific reasons. Carbon is a better thing to base life on than than, than anything else, including silicon, even though people sort of put that up as one. Right. Um, so. Life a bit like ours that is intelligent is going to have some sort of brain. Brains um, are likely to be sort of squishy, so you're going to need to have some kind of protective casing. Um, That could be an exoskeleton, so sort of like alien. Mm -hmm. Um, But exoskeletons have the sort of limitation of when they get big, they collapse in on uh, uh, under their own weight, yeah. um, which means that you can only be relatively small. Which is why nothing, the, the, why there's nothing massive that has an exoskeleton. Yeah, sure. Um, obviously, it's slightly to do with gravity, etc. But that's a sort of reasonable thing to say. Therefore, it's more likely yeah. it's going to have a sort of internal um, skeleton okay. li- like ours. So now we've got a sort of brain encased within. Some, something solid and then some kind of skeletal structure. Um, if you're intelligent, you, you, a good way of surviving is having um, lots of sensory data. So you need some kind of um, sense detectors. Yeah. Um, so eyes, eyes have evolved. You know, I mean, 97% of animals on 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 this planet have got eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, eyes have evolved separately lots of times. There's Generally yeah, speaking, there's only... I mean, there are obviously like spiders and stuff, but generally it's two eyes. Two eyes on the front of your 
let's say you've got it, it's got a head yeah um are pretty good because it gives you depth perception and sort of stereoscopic vision which is good if you're trying to either attack something to eat it or not be attacked um so you've got a sort of brain in case of a skull and you've got two eyes you're probably gonna have some sort of nose doesn't have to be protruding but something that gives you um that that information ears amazingly have evolved um between like 50 and 100 times independently on earth so and they've all kind of arrived again sort of like with eyes <coughs> but yeah they just it's just the best way of detecting sound, of yeah. detecting yeah. sound is the ear, and so and and that does tend to protrude. Again, doesn't always have to. <coughs> no, birds obviously don't have protruding ears, but the, the mechanism is very similar. Yeah. So it's probably got ears. It's likely to be symmetrical because it's just um, a slightly more concise way of doing things. So if you think about like all of the information in your DNA. Um, you'd have to have double the amount if yeah. you weren't symmetrical. That's why there's so much symmetry in nature. It's wow. just an easier Didn't way of doing that. stuff. Wow. Um, so, um, so we've got sort of symmetrical, probably got um, two eyes, ears, nose, going to have some sort of mouth to get to take in food. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily going to have teeth, although teeth are quite good for um, chewing or, or scaring off. Yeah, yeah or, or scaring off... Uh, something that might be trying to uh, uh, attacking you again birds so that you don't need to have teeth although birds back in the day when they were sort of when they were dinosaurs cause birds basically are dinosaurs did have teeth yeah um and there's some very naughty um this is a sort of side point entirely but very naughty stuff going on in um i think it's at harvard maybe not um where they've um <laughs> for no particular reason, as far as I can tell, <laughs> they've they've been doing some genetic tinkering with chickens. So they've kind of um, f- worked out the, um, the the genes that have been turned off in chickens to right. stop them from forming teeth. And so then, oh. at the embryonic stage, they've so they've never actually um, birthed any of them, but they've got chicken embryos that you can see are developing teeth. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. a loss of chickens. Yeah, that's ex- where yeah, we're going yeah, to. yeah, yeah, exactly. Lax is that that would be the best way of trying to do the kind of Jurassic Park thing. Anyway. Chickens. Um, <laughs> Jurassic yeah, yeah, chicken. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're going to be able to pay, uh, like, charge a massive admission fee. Yeah. Um, if it's just sort of chickens with teeth. <laughs> I mean, I, I would pay a bit of money. I would, a little. Yeah, you yeah. would. You would. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, you've, and then you've, so we've got a sort of head with a brain, um, and then you've got uh, eyes, ears, mouth, nose, um, realistically, if you're land dwelling, you're going to need some sort of locomotion. Pretty much everything uses uses legs. Mm-hmm. Um, more importantly, if you're going to be technologically advanced, you're going to need some sort of digits um, to, to manipulate your your surroundings. Yep. Um, that could be sort of you know tentacles. Yep. But the the sort of the, seemingly the, the the most useful form is is something like what we have yeah um and then and then you 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 essentially end up with something that is is humanoid just through the kind of the evolutionary process of this is what you you need yeah yeah. um and so and people will write that write that off and say yeah but that's just because we can't think outside of any of anything else but so there's a guy um uh Cambridge called um, Simon Conway Morris, who's a professor of paleontology, who's uh, you know like one of the most preeminent experts in um, 
sort of evolutionary biology. And he says, you know, it's just quite predictable. If you've got evolution and natural selection working together, you end up with very similar outcomes. Yeah. There's a lot of this thing called yeah. convergent evolution, um, where that's, you arrive at the same solution to the same problems. Um, and if you're on a planet that's similar to ours, then you are going to arrive at those similar solutions. True. And he thinks that aliens would be eerily similar to us, um, which is kind of both shocking and slightly disappointing at the it same is, time. because it, it could be quite convenient <coughs> for us because yeah. we could get along and probably have share some similar experiences oh. as a form of common ground if we yeah. are. But also, it's a also bit like someone would try and have sex with them, wouldn't they? Well, inevitably, the porn industry will get hold of that first. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then, but then also, yeah. it's a bit disappointing because I kind of wanted them to look like the bugs in uh, Starship Troopers. Mm. Uh, terrifying, but um, you know, would be kind of cool. Yeah. Well, it kind of. I mean, it would depend on <clears throat> um, like the strength of gravity on the planet. Yeah. Because if if gravity is slightly weaker, um, and and if you and if you had much denser atmosphere, potentially, sure. um, then you could have some pretty big things that are sort of flying yeah, around. With exoskeleton. Um, but the, the, yeah, the, sort of the, the exoskeleton, you, you need some quite specific circumstances yeah. in, order to, um, in order to have that, I'm afraid. Um, I shouldn't hold out so much hope for that, no, I don't think. No. <laughs> um, <coughs> well, my my theory... Have you got... Sorry, go on, Rick. No, 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 go on. So, that, so that, that I've never thought of it like that, and that's brilliant, and uh, that makes perfect sense that we, that, that how that could come out like that. Uh, my theory was always that, um, say when they talk about like the greys, the grey aliens, yeah. I always figured that if, it, if they weren't e like extraterrestrial per se, mm. they were just us time travelling, and that was just that, that's just where we evolved to, because at some point if they all become maybe... What is it? Is it tele telepathic? Mm. I don't think you'd need like so many different distinguishers from what we look. We're, I think we could all look the same because inside is where we're communicating. So we could look different on the inside of our head, and that's my crazy pot smoking reason why they would look like us because yeah, they're just that. us from the from the future. That's blatant mm. pot smoking. That stuff, is pot smoking. <laughs> I, like yeah, I think it. I, I think like it's it. the first time I've said that out loud <laughs> to now to thousands of people. Yeah, but no one would be disappointed in me. <laughs> <laughs> on that one or surprised yeah but the yeah so if yeah I mean we could like the thing is we're a very and we'll, we'll come on and, and, and talk about this in a bit we're at a very interesting point um, or approaching a very interesting point in, in human history in that for um, 3.8 billion years life has been evolving on 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 this planet from like the simplest kind of bacteria um, to wh where we are now and it's always been through evolution and just now we are getting into a position where we might have some control over, Sorry, over yeah. I mean we already are because we, we you know we're almost immune to the pressures of, of evolution because we kind of create environments that are conducive to, to our lives so sure. you know it, it doesn't matter that we aren't as covered in hair as we were we can still yeah. live pretty much anywhere on the planet we wanted because we just had to take like something that was a heater or something yeah. that was that was going to cool stuff down and we can you know we, we can just control our environment in a way that's never happened but more than that we're starting to have control over our, our genome and our, and our genetics mm -hmm. which is kind of 
terrifying, and we will, yeah, we'll talk about that a bit later. But the, but one one interesting thing that I I read the other day was, um, if, if if we sort of work out a way of of sending off spacecraft to other um, sort of solar systems or to, I mean to another galaxy just feels too far <laughs> but whatever <laughs> somewhere so, you know, go, going a long way um, so going to like the nearest star mm. would take a long 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 time and you might go on one of these um, ships that I think called I mean, they obviously don't exist, but the sort of generic term is like generation ships. Okay. Uh, and the idea is that you kind of say, look, you 200 people, 100 men, 100 women, are going to go off and you're just going to procreate. And so it will just be like eventually when we get wherever we're going to this star, it will be like 4,000 generations or 5,000 generations from the first people who are on, yeah. on the ship. Um, but what's really interesting about that is when you travel through space, um, there's lots of stuff going on that is unusual. Um, bombarded with radiation, yeah. which is going to create more genetic mutations. Sure. Um, like the gravity is the gravity is different. Your um, it's quite an it's an isolated population. They're like the absolutely ideal conditions for. Um, speciation i.e. like the formation of a new species so it may be that by the time they got there they wouldn't even be human recognizably <laughs> yeah. human yeah, it'd be yeah. like a new sort of form like a later form of of homo sapiens maybe grace grace maybe you. maybe i'm not saying i'm not saying definitely <laughs> in a roundabout <laughs> way or that they would be time traveling back to, to us but i mean they could be yeah so what you're saying is i'm correct in a roundabout way I, yeah, I'm not. And I'm not saying, I don't I'm want not, to make you commit to that. No, no, no. Definitely, no, no, and I won't. And I, and, I won't <laughs> and I won't commit to that. <laughs> Mind-boggling. Would you do that, Stu? Would you Would you set off into space with the wife and kids, and and go on that sort of like journey? I mean, assuming that they'd ever accept you and your offspring on a spaceship. Yeah, I don't know. Kids got bored driving to Scotland, so <laughs> probably not. Yeah, I mean, the are we there yet is going to be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah. I know, I was, I was driving through the Cairngorm, so I was like, check out their mountains, and I just think if we're going through space, it's are they going to care? Not no. much to see either. No. It's no. pretty, it's like, pretty bleak out there. Yeah. They can take I their iPads, I can't there's many services or anything like that. What, no. they ain't going to get a signal up there, are they? <laughs> it's uh, very true. Yeah. No. I'd need to give it a bit of thought. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Would me AA cover me? Yeah. Uh, you know... <laughs> I think uh, the cost of repair is probably the least of your worries yeah. if stuff's gone wrong out there. Um, I mean, I'd be throwing money at the problem. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You Look, have whatever two it hours of yeah. oxygen left. <laughs> yeah. Take all my credit cards. <laughs> Max them out. Just get someone good up here. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Should we do, do the, the next one? one? Should we move on to the next one? Yes. What is... Uh, Ah, well, yeah, maybe just just to sort of um, this is this is stupid, <laughs> but, but it just made me laugh. Um, so uh, remains were found of a uh, a massive, massive rat um, rodent. <laughs> so uh, three about three or four million years ago in South America, um, there was a um, yeah a, like a rat. Um, the size of a bison <laughs> and it oh. weighed like weighed a ton <laughs> um, and uh, and you've got big like skulls of about f- like 50 centimeter skull yeah big old teeth still a vegetarian I think um, but had like the, it, they, they worked out that at the its back teeth its sort of bite force would have been like quite a lot greater than a tiger's or a crocodile's really? so it could really you know it could chew through some stuff um very big front teeth that they think it might have used like an elephant uses its tusks okay. to sort of like fighting with other massive rats um, or you know defending itself or whatever um, and I just I just remember reading it and thinking I love the fact that it was a massive massive rat once <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it immediately always makes me think it's and it's why the Jurassic Park thing is so compelling like god I would love to have seen what the planet was like Three million years ago, sixty million years ago, a hundred million years ago. Just see what was knocking about. Definitely. Especially if you could apply that kind of mindset of you're never like more than like two meters away from a rat at any point. Especially if mm. it's like one ton. Yeah, you'd, <laughs> you'd, you'd know about it, wouldn't yeah, you? Exactly. Go, yeah, I know, I can see it. It's, huge. <laughs> it's, <there. Yeah. laughs> it's charging me. Looks <laughs> like a fucking bison. Would you be disappointed if you went back in time and you're kind of look? You know, let's be honest, we're all keeping an eye out for that T-Rex, but. Um, mm. And it's then uh, what gets you is a giant rat. I, there's an extra level of fear. Because I'm more accustomed to thinking I'm going to get torn to pieces by a, a T-Rex or a Velociraptor. If it's, oh, fuck me, the rats are that yeah, big too. Yeah. And that, that little bastard's chasing you around. Um, oh, that's terrifying. I think it's, so I mean, it's an okay way to go, though. I mean, obviously, I don't think they would have been attacking you. I do think they, were, they reckon they were vegetarian. Vegetarian, okay. But <coughs> who knows? It's all sort of... You know, all of... Paleontology is ultimately guesswork. Um, all guesswork. And uh, you could get back there um, somehow. I don't know how you're getting back there, but you could get back there and then immediately get attacked by it and be like, well, I was absolutely assured that these were going to be vegetarians, <laughs> yeah. so this is, you know, this is hugely disappointing. <laughs> Around the same time, they would have been, so obviously this is, um, not obviously, but it's 
post dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, so you've more got like your big saber toothed tigers, yeah. sort of like quite sort of like armoured um, mammals, um, like sort of things that look a bit like rhinos and what have you. Um, and then also um, one of my favourite sort of group of animals that are just called terror birds, which is <laughs> a superb name. And terror birds were quite a big family of these birds that were flightless but an absolute nightmare um and carnivorous uh, or? yeah carnivorous yeah. like running around like between a meter and three meters tall oh, just running no. around yeah but imagine I'm like really like vicious nasty no. um ostriches yeah but I bigger def- I definitely want my money back on that time emu. travel tour mm. emu yeah yeah, like nasty. Like if, imagine if Rod Hull was a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, really that's, vicious that's psychopath. Mm. Have you have you seen? Because um, this is something I'll fall down a YouTube hole on. He's it's, it's, <laughs> looking at all the great, the great mon- uh, the, mm. the sort of monsters of the past. I call them monsters. They're not really. But the Titan Burrow, the giant, the biggest snake on record. That that thing. That's massive. That would yeah. pretty much fill this room. And there, there's a, uh, there's a, I don't know if it's, uh, they had that held uh, like a life-size model of one in a museum. And that, that guy could, I don't know if he could have, I don't think he would have been able to take on a rat that, that style <laughs> for food. Oh, I think he probably but, would actually. But I'll, if you I'll, look I'll at watch what, it. Yeah, I mean, of course you yeah, watch it. Yeah. But if you look at what snakes today can get down them, yeah. you, know, you watch a snake get a goat down. I reckon a, a titan bow would have a go at him. <laughs> yeah. a ton rat. See, when you're, <laughs> I just not? need when, to see this. Yeah, <laughs> of course you do. Uh, <laughs> when you're going down that rabbit hole, yeah. you know, looking at these, mm-hmm. do you sort of match fights for them? Because that, that's oh, kind of where I'm yeah, at. Like, yeah. Would that beat that? Yeah, yeah. certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You've always, you've got to, you haven't got to do yeah. any of this. Rick doesn't have to watch 15 minutes of yeah. action movies. I have interest, Rick. What's the biggest animal you think you could beat in a fight? Because we have this, we, we, we've thrown this around quite a lot. Yeah, see, I, I'd be aiming quite small, actually, I think. Yeah. Because I don't really, I'm not much of a fighter anyway. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anything that's of a similar size to me, I'm definitely losing. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I'm looking for something that is um, quite placid. So it's the sort of fight Less where aggressive. the thing doesn't want to fight me. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so it's, I'm, Maybe I'm I'm taking on like a pheasant. <laughs> That's so Something shit. Like that. You can't have a pheasant. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I can have a pheasant. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, Honestly, I'll smash the life it's, out of a pheasant. It's, it's, it's Rick's game, mate. He can yeah. pick what he wants. Yeah, hang on. What well, what are you fighting? Well, I think the cut-off point is probably like a sheep. I reckon you could choke out a sheep. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but anything yeah. bigger than that, I just don't I, think it's, it's going to happen. Well, yeah, but I can chew. I think I said brown bear, which because <laughs> 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 I, I just kind of like the idea of writing a check that my ass yeah. can't cash. cash uh, really. Is there some kind of thing like thrown just, around by it? And you're like, <laughs> are you meant to just sort of stand your ground and shout at them? Yeah, and, uh, yeah you don't. You not. You don't turn your back on them, do you? I yeah. think you just. Look, I get confused. And like, you do this. You're supposed to do this as well. And um, yeah. uh, scares brown bears. Uh, no one here. Yeah, I mean, everyone on the podcast is like, what is it? What is it? How do I? You just got to hold your hands up like you're starting like the white. In Canada, yeah. we're all start, start the YMCA. Yeah. It's actually it's just a wink. You just wink at them, and it's like hypnosis. But brown bears uh, swipe, go for your balls off. <laughs> they swipe at your nuts. Right. And that is literally hearsay. A friend of mine said that. I've not researched that <laughs> any further. I just, I, I just took that as gospel. 
It's all vicious. I mean, I'm going nowhere near a brown bear. <laughs> no, yeah. no, um, no. Because I value my nuts too much. <laughs> um, but also, I think the problem with a... The problem with your sheep, I'm sorry to go back to the sheep, <laughs> is, yeah, if you're going for just a sort of quite placid um, yeah. female sheep, maybe. Yeah. But if you're going with like a ram, yeah. like, yeah. I think you're going to have problems. I wouldn't, I go, think there. Any, I wouldn't or, go there. Yeah, anything that's got big old horns and yeah. knows how to use them. Yeah, you're in trouble. You know, so even like a, a relatively small goat, I think, yeah. is going to do quite you some scary. damage. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know what you mean. You're sort of hoping that you get it. If you can get it on the ground wrestling it, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. If, it, if it's off its feet yeah. and it's not able to butt at you, yeah. Yeah. then you've got more of a chance. But I, I, I worry for you. Oh, I think if you but that's why I think your game's you got... You're both, you're both, this is why I might, I might have gone for a brown bear and signed my own like death warrant here, yeah. but you guys have just gone for things that it's not going to be an interesting watch. You, you're going you for a You don't want to watch me take down a pheasant? <laughs> <laughs> Are you mad? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I'm pitching that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'm driving through Norfolk and there's just pheasants throughout the lanes just splattering. <laughs> yeah, Rick's on holiday. Yeah. I just think you scrambling on the back of a sheep that doesn't want any of it. Well, I think, and I think you're choking it, it out. Quickly. I reckon if you kicked a sheep up the arse, it'd fuck off. <laughs> but hang on, yeah, yeah, no. It, but are we, we're talking about battles to the death, aren't we? Yeah, it's got yeah. sort well, of battle royale style. It, if it gives up. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it's any of them are going to want like. it. All the ones you're picking don't want it. But put, go, get in there with a crocodile. <laughs> so no. can, that wants it. Yeah. Yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, do you yeah. want it? Yes, definitely. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm going to eat you. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> They've um, got very um, small stomachs, crocodiles. Um, have they? Yeah, so they, they eat things that are very big, but they can't really digest them. So they just sit with the thing that they've killed in their mouths and then all of the other um, animals around that want a bit come and like have a little nibble and it's like a real banquet like the That's crocodiles really are nice. very popular so they, it's like they open up the bag of crisps on yeah. the table in the pub yeah yeah and then everyone comes and, comes and has a go um, so quite often I mean this is a bit um, this is a bit grim but when people get um, chomped chomped yeah. by crocodiles yeah. um, subsequently they'll get found like a few weeks later and the crocodile's just sitting there and it, just the person just in their mouth still yeah. sort of half yeah half eaten waiting for his mates to show yeah saying, come on guys I've got a good one here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so no I don't even want to take on a crocodile particularly no 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 that is one of my hmm. sort of or a one tongue rat the one tongue rat what was rat. the name of the one tongue rat do you know? Do you remember? It's got quite Terror a funny... Terrorite. No, no, it's called... Weirdly, the start of its name is, is like Joseph. So it's obviously named after... <laughs> whoever discovered it was obviously called Joseph. Yeah, so I don't think I've made dis- that. Whoever discovered yeah. it found its uh, <laughs> yeah. the collar on yeah. it. Oh, it's Joseph. <laughs> Joseph the rat. <laughs> um, oh, one thing. Sorry, and this is literally not good for the podcast, but... Um, something that I really liked recently was um, people were saying when we draw dinosaurs or sort of m- yeah. make you know like guess guesses as to what dinosaurs look like, sure. we do it in quite a specific way, um, and so we tend to make them quite like narrow. So it's almost like you just put the skin over the over the skeleton. They never look fat. Um, never never look fat. Always quite sort of wiry and, and vicious looking. Um, and so someone said, well, you, you should do use the same technique on animals that do exist. And there's some great Tumblr pictures. Really? That's cool. Uh, yeah. Because so um, birds, 
are, are essentially sort of dinosaurs. Yes. Um, they. Um, so this is this is just a pair of swans drawn as um, as they look if someone was drawing them as dinosaurs. Oh, that is <laughs> they're, they're horrific, good, aren't they? man. That's incredible. That is yeah. horrific. One's got what? That is what's that? A tadpole on its claw or something like that, or a fish? I don't know. Maybe it's just got a fish out. Yeah. That's that's grim. Can, horrible, isn't it? Can you fire Absolutely that over because we we will yeah. share that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, swan, when we swan as dinosaur. Yeah. Swan as dinosaur, and and for our listeners, if you if you, if you like dinosaur bants, we we did release one with Jess Megan, didn't we? Yes. And she went absolutely in Top on dinosaurs. dinosaurs. No, none, none. There wasn't a T Rex in sight, was there? I don't think. Quite Not a T Rex in sight. Ah, oh, Jess yeah. knows the dinosaurs, so that T Rex was just too, it's just too easy. Just too basic. Yeah, uh, too basic. I mean, my top what was five number T-Rex. one. Mine was just T Rex. T Rex. We've not heard of pretty much any of them, have we? When she no. first sent the list over. No. And it's no. been so long ago, and it was so. Abstract. Yeah. I can't even tell you what it was now. Mm. One there of them was a pig. Ones. It was a pig dinosaur, effectively. Well, it was a mammal, <coughs> but it was back in <coughs> at least a few hundred years ago. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it's, that was a good episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Although I can't remember any now. So a pig dinosaur. I'd just like to hear what noise they would have made. Yeah, you were <laughs> making Jess make every yeah, noise. Yeah, yeah, but I, I just think because no one knows. What noise a dinosaur made? No, you just know. plied Jess with alcohol mm. and then got her to make dinosaur noises. A lot of them have feathers, didn't they? Dinosaurs, slightly less scary looking. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Mm, yeah. So yeah, I'm thinking I'd like to see you kick the pig one up the arse actually. Yeah. See if he wants it. I just like the fact that you've gone with pheasant and now you're saying dinosaurs had feathers. You're trying to make your one sound a bit more angrier. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying I'm a very realistic man. I know I could take a pheasant down. I pray that you go to assault that pheasant and it's like the rabbit in Monty yeah. Python's <laughs> yeah. trail. It's got and chicken it teeth as well. <laughs> and your legacy ends with Rick Edwards' mulpire. Yeah. <laughs> pheasant. Turns out oh, this one had teeth. <laughs> it's a genetic. Cool. And then they play back like a little excerpt from this in my <laughs> eulogy. And listen, he was very confident. <laughs> Giving it the big one about how to take this pheasant down. In other news, Chris Glasson has uh, broken all records and killed a brown bear with his hands. Who knew? Oh. He just whipped its nuts off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shoes on the other foot now, isn't it? <laughs> so what you got at, at number two, Rick? Ah, uh, right. Oh yeah, these. Uh, yeah, sorry, these oh, aren't so in funny. any in any order. Um, uh, oh yeah, so I'll, I'll save I'll save the the liveliest one until last, I suppose. Um, so this one is just the fact that um, there's a lady called Jennifer Doudna, who is a, a scientist who developed a thing called CRISPR, and CRISPR is gene editing technology. Right. So for a long time, um, we've spoken about the possibility of like designer babies and sure. you know choosing this that, and the other about kids or um you know e- e- even yourself like having having genetic alterations yeah um but it's just not been possible until the last five years really when with this technology it is now possible to go into your dna nip out a gene turn a gene on or off um swap swap a gene in for one that you don't want um, and it's really like it's kind of it's amazing but it's also terrifying um, and you always um, think well it's probably fine like we'll kind of figure out a way of a, a way of mm. doing it safely and and, um, and and responsibly but 
Um, Jennifer Doudna has a recurring nightmare, <laughs> she says, which is not very reassuring, where she is, she goes into a, a, a dark room and, at the, uh, and then there is a man facing away from her, sort of silhouetted, who wants to know all about her new CRISPR oh, technology. Oh, no. Um, and so she tells him, and then he turns around, and it's Hitler. <laughs> um, because, of course, Hitler was a big fan of eugenics. He was, um, he he, was mad, he was mad about it. Absolutely he was mad, mad about it. About really. it. Um, and so we're, we're entering, a, the, the point is that we're entering a time now when we might have control over things like, well, cer certainly basic stuff. So the, the good thing is that most interesting stuff about us is not controlled by a single gene. So okay. eye colour, um, like weirdly how, um, how greasy your earwax is. Mm. Um, I've always wondered. Um, yeah, yeah. That's controlled <laughs> why, by why a single gene. Why is mine gene. less greasy than Stu's? Yeah, I'd love to have greasier <laughs> earwax. Well, that dream could come true. <laughs> Because it's, it's, it's one gene. It's a, it's a monogenic um, feature. But most stuff, the stuff that you'd be interested in, because you'd want like, all right, so I want my kid to uh, play in the NBA, so sure. I want him to be six foot ten, yeah. um, like built like a brick shithouse. Mm -hmm. um, I'd also like him to you know, go to Harvard and be super intelligent. Those things are just, mu they're, they're incredibly complicated and there's, a, and there's an awful lot of, nature and nurture sure. involved. Um, but <coughs> the more data that you get, the, the more you'll be able to understand. So if you take intelligence, it's going to be you know, thousands of genes working together yeah. plus the environment that are going to determine. But if you start having access to loads of genomic data, so if it becomes a standard thing that we all give up our, our, our genomes, which you can sort of Im imagine, um, mm -hmm. and then you start comparing it to you know people's sort of life outcomes, then through you know machine learning and, and, and AI and stuff, you'd start to be able to draw out patterns that we wouldn't be able to see, um, sort of with the naked eye, if you like, and and make reasonable guesses. So you could look at you know so if, if, with with IVF at the moment. You, you you can have a look at the sort of available embryos and they can have a look at the genetics of each of them and say, um, well, the, 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 you might want to avoid these ones because it looks like they'd be more likely to have this genetic condition or whatever. Exactly. So that's a standard sort of screening. Sure. But you could be in a situation in 10 years, say, where you're looking and going, okay, well, the, you know, this this egg and this egg and this egg actually um, embryo rather that we think they're more likely to be to be brighter because we've we've looked at the kind of statistics um, and it's a it, uh, it, it makes me kind of it may, almost makes me feel sick because I, I like I just don't I don't think we're I don't think we're talking about this stuff enough I yeah. think we're I don't think it's really in the public consciousness particularly um, I think it'll end up probably just being um, available to rich people because yeah. it will be an expensive technology. Yeah. Um, and then you end up sort of giving 
rich people who already don't need more advantages, giving them a sort of genetic advantage genetic as well. Genetic advantage, yeah. um, which is, which is, is a bit of an equaliser for us, really. If, yeah. you, if you can't, some people who, you know, get that head start in life materially, yeah. but we, most of us, thank God, are born on an even playing field when it comes to, to genetics, somewhat, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> so, yeah, you're right. And, I mean, I wonder if that creates a market for different, you know, these eggs are better quality, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they're more expensive because we've screened them and, obviously, they've got these 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 markers, these indicators. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's scary stuff. Yeah. That's really scary. That that scares me a little, like, the sort of, le- you know, the different avenues that are going with AI at the moment because mm. we're getting into the realms of being able to achieve some pretty impressive impressive yeah. feats. So there's a chance for you, Stu, that it down the line <laughs> your 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 you know great great grandchildren eyes will be further apart. You think so? No, honestly mate, there's a there's a honestly there's hope for you mate. Yeah. Would You'll that be, be would that be the one thing that you try and tweak? Just get the eyes a bit further apart. I think my wife wouldn't, and you're a big fan of getting my eyes sort of um, further apart. I'd love aren't to, you? Man. How far yeah, apart would you I'm go? Like <laughs> on the side of the head, or pretty much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want the thing could. is, you want people to notice, don't yeah. you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. Stu's had his eyes done. <laughs> yeah. he, he looks honestly. Oh, he's gone too He looks far, fantastic in both directions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'll be able to keep an eye out for predators as well. <laughs> what would you change? Me, uh, I don't know, charisma, personality, are they, are they ones that I could manipulate? I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd aim for those sort of things, I think, yeah. Um, I would, I think I'd have slightly larger balls. Mm. But quite <laughs> small balls. Right. Um, uh, and uh, it's ex- uh, the, the ratio of stem to balls is... Yeah. Is it way out? Yeah, yeah, it is a bit out. And also on a, you know, I'm quite a big fella, and so the... The visually, it look it, it doesn't, doesn't look, look right. right. No. It just doesn't look right. No, when you when you stand yeah. in the mirror. When I'm yeah, when I'm in in the mirror, I'm you know in in a changing room after football. I know what people are thinking. Yeah, he's got small balls That's for a big fella. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is. I'm, I'm, it's disappointing that you've immediately arrived at the um, at the nickname that everyone calls me at football. Do they um, really? That is, no, they don't. No. Right. But they they will do now. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Atom nuts. Atom nuts. <laughs> yeah, but mm. so I just go, yeah, slightly larger balls. Larger balls, I think. For yeah. show, really, that is as well. Because, yeah, because you know, it doesn't really affect fertility. They so. they assure me. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> all the but clinics. Just, yeah, <laughs> and I've been to a lot. Just <laughs> every time. Just one question: Are these going to be fertile? <laughs> uh, yeah. We've hit the top spot, right? Yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Oh, so, the top spot um, is occupied by the one that um, I think is the most difficult to get your head around. It's also um, the best. Yes. Um, there is a... And so the, the, the statement is, there is a universe where dolphins have hands. Yeah. Sure. Um, so the first thing to say about that is it sounds quite glib and like, well... <laughs> what um, and, and and it all comes from the idea of the multiverse yeah. which is that there are multiple universes mm. um, and in those and there are so many of those universes that everything that can happen isn't sort of forbidden by the laws of nature or physics in that universe which aren't necessarily the same as ours but there will be lots where they are the same 
will happen. Like absolutely will happen. Sure. So, uh, and there's, and it's a really contentious theory, and it's t totally unverifiable yeah. as well. So you can't you can't make observations of this stuff. No. You, but you just have to sort of trust in the numbers. And there's lots of different ways that you can arrive at this idea that there's a multiverse. So the first one is just <coughs> sheer scale. Um, so from from what we can tell, it looks like our universe is infinite mm -hmm. um, which is quite surprising in itself it's large go, that's, yeah it's big and, and and we're really bad understanding infinity because it yeah. just doesn't make sense to us particularly we always try and think go so that's really big and you go well kind of but mm. it's it's more than that <laughs> famously more than that um, and I'm what so this is the most basic level that you can get to a, a parallel universe, a universe that is exactly the same as this one, where us three are having this chat, um, is just scale. So there's a finite number of ways that you can arrange particles. Okay. And if you go far enough away, then you will get a repeat. So it's almost like if you have right, a yeah. pack of cards yeah. and you say, okay, there's a lot of permutations of how those cards can be arranged. But yep. if you had enough packs of cards, yeah. there would be a repeat just randomly. And you can kind of work out the distances. And so a huge, 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 uh, like beyond astronomical, really, distance away, there will be the three of us having, the, having this chat. And then it could go off in a, in, in a slightly different direction. Sure. Um, you know, one of us could suddenly die, whatever, in another one of these uh, universes. And... And it, it just, it sort of sounds like a joke. Like, but there's not actually more of us out there. But the kind of the numbers, the mass of it say, well, yeah, there will be um, because of this finite number of arranging particles. Right. So that's one way you can get there. There's another way um, where you say that actually there wasn't just one Big Bang. There was kind of loads of Big Bangs and lots of these kind of universes like bubbled up so they sort of call it a bubble um, multiverse and there's so there's again an infinite number of these bubble universes some will have the same um, laws of physics as, uh, as as our universe some won't but some will um, be almost identical to, to our universe um, and then the third way you can get to it is is the sort of most um, uh, abstract which is through Quantum physics. So, <coughs> quantum physics is your basic head fuck. I don't think anyone really <laughs> like, quite understands it. Um, but one of the key things is that you have this. It, it's sort of it's all about probabilities. So you can say, right, we we see this electron, and it's going to go either to this position or this position. Yeah. And we can say it's 50% likely it will come over here and it's 50% likely it will come over here. But we can't, we don't know which it's going to do until it happens. And then when it happens, which is sort of called like the collapse state, when it actually becomes the thing, um, you go, oh, right, it's gone over there. It's gone over to, to point A rather than point B. And one theory is that actually... Um, it's gone over to point B as well, but in a different universe. And at every single moment, new universes are starting because everything at the most fundamental level 
is, is happening due to quantum mechanics. So everything, everything that can happen will happen effectively. And therefore, there will be a universe where, um, sort of in, in, in a slightly unlikely way, dolphins will have hands because it will have just evolved that way. They will have just like had that. a little um, little mutation. They'll be down there getting busy. They're still, they'll be frustrated dolphins because I'm sort of slightly obsessed with other, with other animals that are really intelligent but haven't quite, like it would be a bit annoying for them that humans have nailed it yeah. and they haven't quite done it. And dolphins' yeah. big restriction is they can't manipulate their environment. Now they do use tools a bit but not to the same no. extent. That, that, that we can clearly. They've taken they some wrong turns, evolutionary. They have. They have. Well, they've, I mean, should have got. They should have got out the sea. They should have got out the sea. We did. It wasn't that hard, guys? No, man. Um, <clears throat> the um, and then their other big restriction is they can't. They can't have fire underwater. And if you can't have fire, you can't cook food. <laughs> and if you can't cook food, you can't get a particularly big brain. Interestingly, turns out. You need to uh, get you a, a lot, lot of salads. Just start cooking. Just start cooking. Um, so, yeah, because of this idea that there is an infinite number of um, parallel universes yeah. out there and you can use uh, any number of arguments, well, of these three arguments to sort of demonstrate that, it means that every eventuality that you can think of is playing out yeah. somewhere. Right now. And that there are, yeah, right now. It's the most fun because there's a yeah. there's a there's a like going along this theory. There's there's a yeah an instance where we all do we're all having this conversation yet we've all got C4 bombs strapped to our heads yeah because for some political reason and over the <coughs> development of society we've all become really paranoid um, and so you need that as an insurance yeah. event or yeah. whatever just a anything you can imagine yeah it's there. Yeah. And when you're drunk, that can just get out of control. And yeah, yeah it's a great way to spend uh, three years at uni is, is, discuss <laughs> is discussing just the, the yeah. infinite permutations. Yeah. It's a good shout. It's a, yeah. I'm glad you saved that one till last, Rick. There's um, a, a horrible um, thought experiment that was suggested by this um, physicist called Max Tegmark, where he said there's one way that you might be able to prove the, the, the sort of quantum multiverse. Sure. And that's um, a thing called quantum suicide. And so what you do is you get a, a gun whereby whether it fires a bullet or doesn't fire a bullet okay. is determined by some sort of, by a quantum process. It's one that you can't predict. So it's 50% it will fire, 50% sure. it won't, but you can't predict it. Yeah. And you do it and you will always be in, like continue in the universe where it hasn't fired. So you could do it 50 times, right. 100 yeah, times, yeah. 150 times, you would just keep on because you're in the universe where, obviously, where you don't die. Yeah. Because all the others, you're dead. Yeah. So you stop experiencing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's like, and you kind of go, oh yeah, I wonder why no one's done that. You're like, because no one has that much faith <laughs> yeah. in this theory. No one's basically. that confident. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you wouldn't want it to be a sort of faulty mechanism. You're like, oh, well, you buggered up the design. <laughs> and now I'm uh, well. I've shot myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you shoot your f half your face yeah. off, but you don't die. Oh man! Just one of the high five of a dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't my dreams coming alive? <laughs> so, Rick, your podcast. Mm. What am I? Am I just? Am I? What's happening? Talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Am I? Oh, it's like a. I do. A, I do a plug. Yeah. yeah fair enough. Why not? Um, yeah, I guess it is. Why not, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I do a podcast called Science-ish. 
That is, um, and I do it with uh, Dr. Michael Brooks, who is an excellent science writer um, and quantum physicist. And uh, we, we take a bit of fiction and then look at the kind of science um, questions that, that arise from it. So it might be like the matrix, you look at whether we're, whether we could be living in a simulation mm -hmm. or you look That's at a great one. Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pete, Pete <laughs> told me that you were doing this podcast and I, um, back when you started it and I was just like, this is an absolute amazing idea for a podcast. It's good. It's really good fun and it kind of, I think it works because it just makes it a bit more accessible because you're yeah. like, oh yeah, I've, I've watched that film and thought yeah. that yeah, or yeah. I've read that book and thought that. Yeah, totally. Um, and so it's, yeah, it, it's really, I, I love it. I, I, you know, just a way of sort of talking about films and talking about science. Combining those two. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That How one you said. Sorry, go on. No, go on, mate. How often do they come out? Um, weekly now, actually. We've just gone weekly this year, um, which is quite, I mean, it's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. It is a lot. Um, but we're, um, yeah, we're manfully doing that at the moment. Um, and I think we're going to try and keep doing that. Is there any one that you particularly, so far that you've recorded that you're particularly proud of or that you think there is it was kind of batshit so you said like the matrix one and yeah. i've heard the theories of we live in a computer program and that's yeah. why we can't get a below zero kelvin and stuff like that because the computer system we're in can't process it that's why yeah. it stops at that point um is there any any theories like that you're like wow i love that that's i mean honestly there's there's loads like recently um we did um uh, Benjamin Button so we're looking at sort of anti-aging <laughs> and some of that stuff is, is like it's mental um, so scientists have done experiments where they've shown that you can by just by injecting young blood so you take a uh, and it's always with mice mice are always getting it mm. <laughs> um, you take the blood from a young mouse and inject it into an a old giant rat. Uh, into a giant rat. <laughs> lo and behold, <laughs> you're having the time of your life. <laughs> um, in, into an older mouse, and that older mouse will start to show signs of being younger. Don't right. Its cognitive function improves, or, which sort of suggests that Vampires. actually, like, yeah, va like yeah. the whole vampire was sunny in it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then there's 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 all kinds of crazy stuff around anti-aging. There's yes. so much money in it. Because obviously, and particularly like the, the Silicon Valley mob, um, are very interested in not dying. Because Never they're dying. Sort of vain, um, narcissistic yeah. egotists, um, and so people are pumping money in, um, and it's something that it's a quite new science, scientific totally. discipline. And I, I didn't really realise how far people were people were going with, with it. it. Right. Yeah. Do you so. think Do you think they're going to make it? Then do you reckon it's going to happen? Because I saw, I mean, I've got the scoop on this. I think I've got this sussed out because um, it was on an episode of Eerie Indiana hmm. um, where the mother was uh, putting her son, who was like, he, he looks eight, like 17, but he was actually like 40. And the reason being... Right, one in different strokes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the mum was putting her son in a giant Tupperware container every night. And hence he wasn't ageing. Because overnight he was sleeping in this uh, vacuum-sealed Tupperware. What sort of like? Like, a, like an oxygen tank? Yeah. Like sort of Michael Jackson yeah. style? Yeah, Michael Jackson. Sandwich box. Yeah, just a yeah. giant. It was a giant sandwich box. 
So Once you get the giant sandwich, you'd have to have that custom made, wouldn't you? you yeah, I've had to have mine custom yeah. made. I couldn't, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't find one. <laughs> but I'm trying to learn how to not breathe for eight hours at the moment. That's, that's the that, tricky bit, That's the it? catch. Once you've done Just that. a little snorkel poking out the top. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll be a massive Tupperware. Yeah, maybe. And so you're on Acast and iTunes? Um, I don't know if we're on Acast, actually. I know we're on iTunes and audio boom yeah. and spotify, spotify? you're on spotify yeah, okay. i think so yeah actually i mean this is the kind of thing i should know isn't it <laughs> but yeah. i definitely don't, I like definitely the creation don't know <laughs> yeah i do i love the creation i'm less interested in sort of business of it <laughs> i'm not sure if anyone's listening but i fucking love making it well at some point mate like uh, in the future i'd love to do an action an action one Ugh, so if you've got time as i say no one's bagsied that one yet yeah. i can't believe and, no one's uh, bagsied it's, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous because we can go in on that i mean not that long ago yeah. me and you were spending an evening in a hotel room watching under siege yes wasn't we? yeah uh, absolutely seminal film in yeah. so many ways for yeah. uh, men of a certain age yeah. I think I'm telling I mean, you it was like she burst out of that oh, I swear it's good well, lord because it was a while since we watched it I couldn't quite remember at what point so from I about exactly from, from about 30 <laughs> minutes in I had my phone had aimed, phone. At, the, aimed <laughs> at the thing going I'm going to catch it I'm going to catch it and I was oh. there for honestly another 20 minutes wasn't I until she Erica Elenac yeah, yeah pops out a lady. One of our sponsors is determined to get to get on the podcast, <laughs> bursting out of a cake. Yeah, great idea. Wouldn't that be special? Oh, that, yeah, would. that would be really good. I don't know good. what she looks like now. I just want to see a burst. Well, out she's of been cake, sleeping man. in a Tupperware. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. exactly. Even just better. Got, just <laughs> um, Rick, when this comes out, are you call cool if we tag you in it, and our listeners can throw some uh, some science uh, madness at you as yeah, well. Absolutely. What, what, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other people's uh, well, because we unfortunately we're a bit pushed for time today. Mm. But if you've got a, f- a favourite mad science story, mm. let us know. And we will have a chat about it. My, mine, at the mo- not in the moment, but is the one that blew my mind was uh, like free will versus determinism. That one sort Ooh, of like pickled, yeah. pickled my brain quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, but we'll talk about it on Twitter maybe. Okay. In 140 characters, have you I'm read sure about, I can um, explain that. Yeah, yeah. Have you read about super determinism? No. Hmm, so that will definitely blow your mind. Okay. Super determinism is um, is is horrendous. Like we did a. Um, I can't even think what, what film it was, but we ended up talking about super determinism and, and free will. And I genuinely um, uh, had a slight sort of breakdown um, yeah. during it because I found it so depressing. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. And I think the, the effectively, Stu, so determinism is that, it will, you know, in physics, we all agree that everything has, if, if you see a baseball going through the air, the reason why it's flying through the air is because someone just hit it with yeah, a bat. Course, yeah. So everything's got an, a cause and effect. Mm-hmm. But then if you take that as far as it goes nothing you do is free will you you, you can even say that any of the decisions you make including <coughs> what breakfast you had this morning was mm. was always going to happen it was always going to pick um so the cause yeah yeah be all the other events in your life so yeah. uh, yes so super determinism yeah, is su- super determinism basically says that everything um is a consequence of the arrangement of matter at the big bang sure yeah so the, like the right. the, the most the furthest back you can yeah, take yeah. cause and effect is yeah. that. And so everything, like us being here, yeah. was predetermined effectively by that. It couldn't have gone any other yeah. way. Yeah, It's exactly and how it's panning out. And if you had a big enough 
amazing supercomputer, which is again theoretical. You can yeah. never actually have that. Yeah. You can you can say exactly when what what we're all going to do next from doing that. Yeah. And it's absolutely you've got no choice in it. Yeah. So everything you've done, none of that's your fault. I think that really more applies to me and the sort of so, stories yeah, we have yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> I had no choice but to do that embarrassing thing. Your Honour. <laughs> yeah. That that's the big bang, I'm afraid. Uh, I can hardly be held accountable. For that. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Rick, Rick, thanks loads, yeah, mate. Cheers, I really mate. appreciate no, you thanks, coming, coming down here um, on a beautiful sunny day when you should be sitting in the garden getting some uh, getting some rays. No, uh, no uh, problem at all. I enjoyed it. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Yes, thank you so much, Rick. Thank you very much. So there you have it. There you have it. You've learnt some stuff right there, haven't you? Do you feel a bit annoyed that he's handsome and clever? How many people do you know that are handsome and clever apart from me? I wish I was clever. I wish you were handsome. It'd make it more bearable as a show. I have to do things like podcasts to try and get people to like me. Yeah, because you haven't got a face. Stand so. alone, I'm fucked. Yeah, you are fucked, mate. And yeah. even podcasts, are, most of our listeners probably great when, whenever you say an S. <laughs> I hope we never have to do like movie stars beginning with uh, their first name and surname begins with S. Shannon Sossman. Shannon Stone. Sissy Spacek. I was going to say Sissy Spacek. Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, see you later, Slegs. Slegs. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.